The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, November 27th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Aaron with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. We pray that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Good morning, Aaron. Thanks so much for joining me today. But I feel like, yeah, you good just uh, were camped out in the next room over and it was like, good morning, Aaron. Thanks for being up here again. <laughs> you had, had a some, bit of a busy weekend. We had some technical difficulties this weekend, but, you know, we got through it. It's fine. We're we here. got we got through it, Aaron, because I kept getting silent alarm detectors and I'd send you a text and you'd be like, I'm already, already up, yeah. already up on the way. <laughs> so I think we were off the air for a while. Thursday, Thursday morning, Saturday, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and Sunday yeah. morning. So Had some power issues, but we we'll bounce back. We bounced back, thank goodness for you, that you spent your time coming back up here and taking care of things. But like I said, I half expected to just see you camped out uh, on your office floor (laughs) just in case (laughs) it went out. In the times that you didn't have to be driving up here, how was your holiday weekend? It was good. We had a happy Feast of the Miraculous Medal, by the way. That Uh, is today. We're going to talk more more about that. Yeah. No, it was nice. We had a nice quiet dinner, just uh, me, the wife, and the baby. So it was good. Nice. So she had a bottle while you she guys a enjoyed of, a, of a formula, nice and meal. we had a little <laughs> ham and potatoes. That's good. Oh, well, fantastic. Yeah. So we hope that all of you had a wonderful weekend with your family. Uh, I had a very full weekend, and we'll talk mm-hmm. more about yeah. it during the second cup today coming up at 840. But just a little teaser, we had a house full of people. Every room of our six-bedroom house had somebody living in it, and uh, we had a blow-up mattress in our living room for (laughs) another set of kids who were in for the holiday. We had an amazing weekend. My mom came up from San Diego, took care of everybody. I'm not she. Every single one of us was taken care of. She had meals made, and then she helped us clean up. I feel a little bad. Oh, bless her. Uh, I am going to have to let her go home tomorrow, but (sighs) we have one more day to enjoy uh, having her and my dad up. And, of course, we had a great meal Thursday and a beautiful baptism. I was going to say, I saw some baptism photos. Nice. It was beyond joy. I mean, it just was a little taste of heaven as uh, my husband, the good deacon, baptized his first grandchild awesome. I mean, it was just really wonderful so we'll talk a little bit more about that so Doesn't let's get, get around to some that. really like important it. stuff though too mm. today the monday after thanksgiving right it is cyber monday oh, oh, oh yeah my poor phone is getting ready to be overused today while internet-based companies traditionally offer their best holiday shopping on Cyber Monday to compete with Black Friday, it seems to be more and more they're going hand in hand. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It doesn't seem to me like there is very many brick and mortar stores that also don't have an online shop as well. See, this is how much of a curmudgeon I am. I use this weekend as an opportunity to unsubscribe from all <gasps> of the emails that I get from like a place that I shopped one time three right. years ago. So I'm like, oh. Perfect. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> or you have Marcus to do spam. that periodically, right? Otherwise, oh it, you, you just, can't find your real emails yeah. amid all of the ads. I got enough emails coming in without all of the stuff from, you know, 
Anyways. Yeah, so uh, we do tend to do our a lot of our shopping oh, these no days doubt. online. Guilty as charged, same, but I'm just like, yeah, unsubscribe from that one, unsubscribe from that one. So now here's so. the new thing, though, about doing some cyber shopping. If you can, go directly to the store right. and do your shopping there rather than use like your Amazon or your big Walmarts oh, or whatever, big chains. Try to just do Support your cyber your local Catholic bookstores locally. first for sure. It was a wonderful time of year when I worked at yeah. Queen of Peace. So many people would come in this time of year for the holiday. Yeah. We got great ones right. You know where there's another great bookstore that you can do a two for one? Hmm. Over at the Grotto. Uh, very much so. Yeah. You could go to the Grotto's Festival of Lights. It opened on Friday. Sorry, Friday. That's right. And you can do a little bit of shopping in their gift store. What they have in there is absolutely beautiful. So mm-hmm. maybe pick up a miraculous medal while you're at it. Hey, it's almost like today you should have that and then go get it blessed by your priest. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. And there's a special blessing, I believe, that goes along with there the miraculous metal. So yeah. we're going to talk so much more about, about it. That's true. Uh, we'll get things started. What do you got for today's show? Lots of news. Uh, Francis is suffering from what the Vatican calls a mild flu. However, yes. however, with a mild flu, usually you don't get intravenous uh, antibiotics. But, you know, they say he's good in stable conditions, so we'll get some of those details. And uh, great news out of Peru in South America. Ooh. They passed a very strong pro-life law. So really? we're going to start talking about that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Finally, well, some good news on that front. Some Finally, some good news here, yeah. too. Although the kids may be a little bit disappointed after an, an extended time off. Portland Public School kids. Vacation's over. They're getting ready to go to yeah. school this morning. They came to a late... Uh, deal and kids are heading to school. They're going to have a little extra time this morning. They're on a delay, but we will be talking about mm. that as well. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Cyber Monday morning. Here is Matthias Michael. You're what I need. And we are Brenda and Aaron on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Why did I think this life was mine? Couldn't find a love of any kind Consumed in all my selfish pride Into the darkness I was blind You're what I need You're what I need 
That is You're What I Need by Matthias Michael. It's 7.09 right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, coming up, we've got Dina Marie Hale. She's going to be talking to Father Burnaby about her upcoming retreat out at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. That's after your weather. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 712 here at Mater Day Radio. Lots of sunshine this morning to start the week. 
also bringing with it some cool temperatures. There is some patchy freezing fog possible across southwest Washington. You may want to give yourself just a few extra minutes today. Now, even with that sunshine, we're only going to warm to about 48 degrees today. Overnight, we stay clear and temperatures drop to 33 degrees. Tuesday, nearly exact repeat of today with highs 48 and then lows again to 33, uh, 33 degrees. And all eyes looking into Wednesday night and Thursday, National Weather Service says we could see some snow mm. falling here in the Portland area. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. It is currently 37 degrees at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in northwest Portland. And it is 30 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Good morning. This is Dina Marie at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House with an Advent retreat moment on Matra Day Radio. During the Advent season, we prepare for Christ's coming. On Christmas, we celebrate the coming of the Lord at his nativity, and we prepare for the final coming of Christ, as he promised at the end of time. In fact, if we remain watchful and alert, we can witness the coming of Christ into our lives every day. Each year at the beginning of Advent, the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their annual Advent Day Retreat. This year's retreat falls on Wednesday, December 6th, with Retreat Master Father Christopher Burnaby, of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland. Father Burnaby's Advent retreat theme is, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, How Christ's Light Leaps Forth into Our Darkness. And with me today to talk about this Advent retreat is Father Burnaby. Father, thank you for joining us today, and thanks for coming back on Catholic Radio. Thank you for having me, Dina Marie. I'm really looking forward to it, as well as to our retreat this upcoming uh, Advent season. It is an exciting time as we transition into this beautiful season. And I want to ask you before we talk about the actual retreat, a little bit about how God has nudged you, because each of us get nudges from God. We get this invitation to follow him, to follow, as the Lord says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Give us a sense of your background of just how God has touched you throughout your life and led you into the vocation of the priesthood. Well, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, so that's obviously not out here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but God worked at me from a very young age. He called me. In fact, uh, we could get into it at some point, but from my very baptism, um, that's what, uh, and one of the beautiful things that God spoke to me early on in my priesthood was the baptism of the Lord, uh, my first year as a priest in a parish. And that baptism really is the basis of everything where God calls and where he says, you are my beloved son. He doesn't just say that to our blessed Lord Jesus. He says it to each of us. And at that moment, I do believe he speaks a word of your vocation to you. And even if you can't perceive it with your own ears, because you're not able to, your guardian angel leads you in that direction. I see that all throughout my life uh, since my various earliest days, uh, coming to know the faith through my Protestant grandparents who were Pentecostal missionaries in Guatemala, and then leading me through a right relationship with God, my time as at a, a Christian Bible school, and even through the terrible times where CCD wasn't really something that was doing so well within the church, yet God had a hand on me and steadily drew me to himself until finally, like we spoke about on the radio uh, not too long ago, that it was through Catholic radio that uh, he helped me to see the truth that exists within the Catholic faith when I was in college, looking just for something to uh, set my feet down upon that was solid. And from there, 
God took it all. You go from knowing the faith, then you got to live the faith, sacraments, and all of a sudden you can hear God speak in the silence of your heart in adoration. And how could you say no when Jesus is offering you that one thing for which he made you, the thing for which your heart is ever restless, as St. Augustine always, uh, always reminds us until at last we can find rest in him. I'm still looking for that rest because I haven't arrived at it yet. Right. Eventually, God willing, I'll get there. That's what these uh, liturgical seasons are all about teaching us. Right. Father Christopher Burnaby is with us. He's serving right now at St. Stephen Catholic Church in the Portland area. And if you recognize his voice, we had him with us along with Father Eric Anderson during our fall share And so we were able to hear a little bit, Father, about your connection, listening and listening to some of those apologetics to hear the Catholic faith from the from the Catholic perspective shared you mentioned college years. So tell us how you decided to enter into the church. Was this through a formal RCIA or now it's called OCIA process uh, at Easter Vigil? Some of those steps that led you into full communion with the church. So it's, it's interesting. A lot of people uh, do assume that I've been a, that I've been a convert because of the way I speak or the way I teach and the excitement that usually is followed with being a convert. But I was baptized at Our Lady of Fatima Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico in 1985, uh, April 21st, Feast of St. Anselm. And as a a Catholic at that time, it's just that we weren't raised very Catholic. We were raised very Catholic, and God bless my parents. They were doing the best they could. Um, And uh, all those who were were striving to lead me into a relationship with Christ, but uh, just really what it was that led me into it in in the college years was the fact that you know, I didn't know until I went to a Steubenville conference when I was 17 years old, right before I entered my senior year, that Jesus was actually, that the church taught that Jesus was in the Eucharist, like really, until I experienced the power of our Lord in adoration there. I didn't know what that thing was with the shiny metal right there, but I knew that God was there because I knew what God felt like. And then again, in, uh, in, I didn't go to my third confession until I was 21 years old when I was asking a priest, Father, my life has fallen apart. <laughs> I need help because I'm going to make a bad decision. And if I choose wrong on this, everything's going to go terrible. My whole life, all I've ever wanted to do is whatever it is that God wants. And priest said, don't do that stupid thing. And I think we need to go to confession. So I'd never gone to confession really before in my life. And he didn't ask much of me because he was just a good, uh, a good priest. And what I come to find when I entered the seminary many years later is that it was that moment at confession that so transformed everything in my life that I could finally say yes to Jesus. Uh, confession changes everything. It's like, it's the gateway sacrament, uh, gateway to all the other sacrament, gateway to all the graces, gateway to the life of grace. And uh, that allowed me to finally receive the fruits of confirmation, which I was were locked to me for so long because I just didn't know. Mm. Well, we want to experience those fruits of our confirmation, the fruits of our baptism. And as we enter into the Advent season, it is an invitation to really rest into the arms of our Blessed Mother and really gaze upon the gift of Christ in our life. Father Burnaby is with us, and he's going to be leading us on an Advent retreat on the Feast of St. Nicholas. So put that on your calendar is for December 6th. Put that on your calendar, December 6th full day retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House in Beaverton. And Father, so I love this in this early this time of your life where you're asking those questions, the Lord brings you closer and closer. That final step of entering into the seminary and you've been able to be at Mount Angel, you've been able to study in Rome uh, at the Pontifical North American College. 
What was that final moment for you to say, I'm going to go to the seminary. I'm going to give this a shot and see if the Lord is really calling me to the priesthood. Well, Dina Marie, I think that your uh, listeners will really be interested to know that when uh, I said yes to the Lord, it wasn't just all of a sudden a miraculous moment, although there were God did speak in that. It was it was a process of many things of finally living out the faith, going to mass every uh, every day, being introduced to the liturgy hours by a good priest who was a former vocation director. And finally, just through God forcing me, uh, not because I wanted to, to go to a discernment retreat. I had told the bishop many times before, I know God has called me to the seminary at some point. But he also spoke to me and said, I got to be the youth minister of this particular parish for three years to set up a program. And I know that was the voice of God. It wasn't my voice. And so I got to do what God said in three years, boss. And because I was forced in that position by a word that was the only argument that could get me to that retreat, I heard God's voice. It's praying the rosary inspired by the example of St. Pottery Peel literally constantly throughout it. it was the background of everything I was listening to in the talks. And all of a sudden, on that, uh, on that day, the interview with the bishop, he says all those arguments, Christopher, God's calling you, listen to his voice, the door is open, step on through, God wants you to be his priest, all these things I had heard him say over and over again as I think to roll my eyes, three years, boss, I said three years. And then what happened was nothing short of the miraculous, that all of a sudden the world became fuzzy, and maybe you've had a situation like that, where the world just becomes fuzzy, can't see anything else, can't hear anything else, and then a word speaks. When God speaks, he doesn't usually speak unless you're some great saint in great paragraphs. It's usually not in complete sentences. And all I heard was these words, delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And all of a sudden, the world was less fuzzy, and I saw the bishop standing there before me, and I said, oh, no, I got to give up. I can't be the youth minister anymore. I've only been this for a couple months and I knew God called me here, but now he's saying, I prepared you for this your whole life. It's what I put the desire in your heart to do nothing else. And now you set it up, give it back to me because I've got something else. And so I had to go home that day without telling the bishop, tell my pastor that he's calling me some other place. And that journey changed everything. That changed everything about who I am. And there was never a question. After coming here to the seminary in uh, 20, 2007, the first week, I already knew that there was discernment on my part was done. I just need to let the church do her discernment and let God take care of everything. Uh, as my bishop used to say, Christopher, if you just give yourself to Jesus the best you can, he'll take care of you. And so it's been. Jesus, I surrender this to you. You take care of everything. It's that surrender novena. I love to hear that. And again, once we let it all go, then God says, okay, now you've given me permission to work. We're talking with Father Christopher Burnaby. He will be our retreat master for a beautiful Advent day retreat on Wednesday as we enter into this season. And as he's talking about preparing our hearts, the season of Advent truly is this time of preparation to really see our hearts open and ready to receive the gift of God. Father, I'm going to talk about the retreat specifically, some of your theme and what we're going to unpack during that day and why going on retreat is so important. But we are coming up on a break. So please stay with me and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. 
It is 7.24 here at Mater Day Radio, a wonderful time during this Advent season to pray for your special intention. Please let Mater Day Radio be your prayer partner. You can download today the free Hail Mary media app, have access to a beautiful library of Catholic prayers. You can also let us know a special prayer intention and our prayer warriors will pray that for you. You can find all the information on our prayer hotline as well as the Hail Mary media app on our webpage, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 726 right here at Mater Day Radio. Happy Feast of the Miraculous Medal. We're going to talk about that coming up. But also, Pope Francis is suffering from uh, inflammation of the lung. Mm-hmm. We'll get into those details in news shortly. And kids of Portland Public Schools, they're getting up early today. Get ready to go back to school. The teacher strike is over. I'll have an update for you as well. Here is Sarah Kroger. I will pour out my heart. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. My soul will sing with
That is Sarah Kroger, and I will pour out my heart. It's 731 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, around 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon, Portland Public School District Board Chair Gary Hollins posted on Facebook that the district had reached a tentative agreement with the Portland Association of Teachers. Minutes later, PPS confirmed school is back on today. School resume after a two-hour delay. Now, in the agreement, teachers will receive a 13.8 cumulative cost of living increase over the next three years. Around half of teacher district-wide will also earn an additional 10.6% wage increase through yearly step increases. Some class size thresholds will also be created. Large class sizes was one of the biggest sticking points in negotiations. PPS said the new class size thresholds will help resolve concerns over large classes. Now, as for the makeup days, they've got 11 of them to make up for mm. lost learning. Four will take place in December, cutting into the, cr- the winter break. Three more will be added throughout January, February, and April. And the final three makeup instruction days will take place at the end of the school year in June. Students in AP courses told local news that they were worried they would be unprepared for AP exams in May. But three, all but three makeup days will take place before those exams. So hopefully there won't be too many uh, snow days either that are going to be having to tack on to the end of the year as well. Pope Francis is suffering from what the Vatican calls a mild flu. The 86-year-old underwent a CT scan at a Rome hospital over the weekend, which ruled out pneumonia, but it showed lung inflammation causing some breathing difficulties. Vatican spokesman told reporters that Francis is being treated with antibiotics intravenously and is in good and stable condition. He felt well enough to give his scheduled appointment to keep his scheduled appointment with the president of Paraguay this morning, but he has postponed some of his other meetings this week. His lung information is no doubt being closely monitored as part of Pope Francis' right lung was removed in a surgery back in 1957 in Argentina before he began his novitiate with the Jesuits. Francis also underwent abdominal surgery in June of this year. On Sunday, Francis prayed the angels from his residence, the Casa Santa Marta, rather than from the usual window of the Apostolic Palace overlooking St. Peter's Square. So we'll keep you updated on Mm, that. Prayers for Pope Francis, indeed. Well, the impact of a Russian drone attack on Kiev left the main Catholic cathedral in the city with significant damage, according to a report on the website of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. Russia launched 75 drones over Ukraine in Saturday's pre-dawn attack, more than 60 of them over Kyiv. Dozens of homes were damaged or destroyed by falling debris. And the damage to the Patriarchal Cathedral of the Resurrection of Christ of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church was due to the shockwave of an explosion after a drone was shot down. The blast took out windows, damaged the facade of the cathedral, and the fitting on the four doors of the church were damaged. In addition to the church, the residence of the head of the church also damaged from the blast. Hmm. The Peruvian Bishops' Conference has congratulated that country's Congress on the passage of a law which specifies constitutional rights to unborn children at the moment of conception. The Peruvian bishops said that this legislative decision reinforces our commitment to the defense of life from the moment of conception. 
Children from their conception are the greatest treasure in the world, the future of humanity. The Peruvian law states that, quote, human life begins with conception. The human person is a subject of law from his conception, or her. The Peruvian state recognizes and guarantees respect for the dignity of the conceived child, as well as its right to life, individual identity, mental and physical integrity, as well as to freely develop in the womb, end quote. The Bishop's Conference Meshes also noted that the promulgation of this law constitutes an important step towards the construction of a society that respects and defends human life and overcomes a culture of death, end quote. So quite huge pro-life wow. news out of the state of Peru. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And in sports, Michigan State University has officially announced Jonathan Smith as the new head coach of the football program. This comes less than 24 hours after the Beavers ended their 2023 uh, season with a 31-7 loss to the number 6th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Smith was named head coach at Oregon State prior to the 2018 season. He finishes his coaching tenure with Oregon State with a 34-35 record in including an 8-4 record this season where the Beavers were ranked as high as 11th in the college football playoff rankings. Smith was a recipient of the 2022 Pac-12 Coach of the Year Award after leaving the Beavers to their third 10-win season in the program history with a final record of 10-3. Smith will inherit a program that finished with a 4-8 record this year, including a 2-7 record in conference play. He will see a return to the Northwest next season when Michigan State takes on the Oregon Ducks at Autzen Stadium on October 5th. Well, today may be Cyber Monday, but, and that's only in the secular world, today is the Feast of the Miraculous Medal. It's a physical manifestation of the gift of grace that perpetually exudes from Our Lady. It's a sacramental and a most miraculous one. It was originally called, actually, the Medal of the Immaculate Conception, but because so many miracles were reported by those wearing it, that it became known as the Miraculous Medal. Often the medal is presented to Catholics who are making their first Holy Communion, receiving the Sacrament of Confirmation, or at baptisms. The Blessed Virgin Mary declared that those who wear it around their necks will be given wondrous graces among them, not sinking into a life of inequity or becoming more pure. The medal came about in 1830 when Our Lady appeared to Sister Catherine Labore in Paris, France, and told her to have a medical uh, have a medal, excuse me, struck in her likeness which should be worn by all as a safeguard against the snares of the devil. As Sister Catherine recounted, the Blessed Virgin was standing on a globe, and her face was beautiful beyond words. Her fingers were covered with precious jewels, whose light dazzled. And I heard, Behold the symbol of the graces I shed upon those who asked for them. Then an oval framed form around the Blessed Virgin, and I read letters in gold that said, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. That's just the front of the medal. We'll get into the back coming up in a later news segment, but let's all wear the Blessed Miraculous Medal as Our Lady requested. And uh, the little French nun whom the Blessed Virgin appeared to is St. Catherine Labore, and you can still find her incorrupt body for all to see in the chapel where the Blessed Virgin appeared to her in Paris. All right, I keep my Miraculous Medal with me around my neck all the time. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And coming up this evening at 6 o'clock is Family and Friends Phone Meeting for Catholic in Recovery. The community of Sacred Heart Parish in Portland invite family and friends of those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachment to this meeting by phone. To participate, you can call by phone with an access code that you can find on our community calendar. And coming up this evening at the Grotto, beginning at 5.15 in the concert is Soundstage, followed by VSAA, that's Vancouver School of the Art, Style and Technique Ensemble. 7 o'clock is Gresham Community Choir, and then 8 o'clock, Clark College Concert Choir and Treble Ensemble. Now remember, you can find all of the details on the Grotto Festival of Lights and the community calendar on our webpage under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Coming up, we're going to rejoin Dean Marie Hale and Father Burnaby as they continue their talk about Advent retreats. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.42 right here at Mater Day Radio. Cool and clear this morning. Expect some frost in some areas before 10 a.m. Sunny and clear today with a high up to only 48 degrees. Cold tonight down to 33, just above freezing. And then rinse and repeat tomorrow and Wednesday. Rain, moisture, maybe even some snow expected Wednesday evening into Thursday. So we'll keep you updated on that one. 
Currently, it is a very chilly 27 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. It is 37 degrees at St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father Christopher Burnaby as we're talking about an upcoming Advent retreat hosted by the Sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat every year during the Advent season and also during the Lenten season, Ash Wednesday. They have their traditional day retreat, which usually begins at nine o'clock in the morning, goes about to two thirty. There's a lunch there. We have day. We have mass. We have an opportunity for some conferences, time for confession, which Father Burnaby has talked about how important confession is in our daily lives, and then just fellowship, coming together, focused on the Lord working in our lives. And Father Burnaby, I just want to just talk about this Advent season. And for you as a priest, as you're leading a community of people at a parish, but also on your own journey to deepen in your vocation, how is the Advent season an important part of reconnecting with the Lord, reconnecting with your vocation, but also with our community? It's a great question, Dina Marie. And a lot of people have this on their mind. Like, what is what is Advent? Why why is it an important thing? You know, shouldn't we just be uh, shouldn't we just be living out the Christmas season at every moment? But the reality is that if we're going to engage in a feast and something that's great within our lives, we can't just go from feast to feast. There has to be a break in between a pr- preparation, and that's a sense that's been lost within the church. And I can't say that I've lived that out terribly well my entire life, and so I can't stand in judgment on anybody else. I'm growing in that as well, deepening and deepening at each and every pass. And that's, isn't the great thing, Dina, about our liturgical life is that we pass through it time and time and time again, because we're human beings. We're not angels. We don't immediately intuit everything that's going on. We have to pass through it again and again. Isn't it great? We should, every time we come to mass, as the saints say, one mass, one communion, that should be enough inside communion, as I heard a priest uh, preach just recently, one communion should be enough to make you a saint. And indeed it is. Do you make use of that? The reality is we don't. God's patient with us. And so here in the Advent season, we get an opportunity to really consider, to think about what does it mean that Christ steps into our lives, that Christ steps into the world, that Christ, who is God, truly made man, that he as greater than all great things, greater than the entirety of the universe, seeks to, as in the words of Saint, Pope St. Saint John Paul II, makes himself very small, so small enough, microscopic that is, that so close to us that we can see him with our own eyes, weak and tiny microscopic beings in comparison to him that we are, such as his great love for us. So in the Advent season, being able to uh, ponder where Christ comes, as St. Bernard writes in his great uh, great uh, work that we always go through during the season of Lent, and usually, or Little Lent, which is Advent, that we almost always have as a meditation, usually for your first Sunday of Advent, your priest will talk something about this usually, about the three comings of Christ, where first he came among men at earth, which is what we do at the end, which is the culmination of Christmas season, and then and Christmas Day, and then on that um, third or middle coming where he comes to us in our daily lives. Christ doesn't wish to just come to us once then. He wants to be with us here now. That's why we call him Emmanuel, which didn't end when he ascended to heaven. And then we have that coming at our rest and consolation, which is the third coming at the end of time, that Christ will come. Christ 
to where he will make his kingdom fully felt upon all creatures. Whereas uh, it speaks in that great, uh, great chiastic poem in Paul in um, Philippians that every knee will bend and under heaven and un, under earth and all those things and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Yeah. Yeah. You know, father Burnaby, you said we're preparing for the feast the feast is the birth of Christ, the nativity. This is the big feast, December 25th in the church. But we have these four Sundays. We have these four weeks before. How does a retreat, how do times like that, an extended period of prayer, a conference, confession, how does that fit into our preparation process for Advent to prepare for that feast? Well, think about that in the way of our Lord. Every time our Lord does things, you, you see him, and if you're not reading the Gospels carefully, you think, oh, he just goes to this place and does things, goes to this place and does things, goes to this place, says stuff. And it seems like that if you only read Mark's Gospel. But when you read all the other Gospels, you find that there's so many times where our Lord is really doing the opposite. He's running away from people. He's going up a mountain. I just went to the Holy Land right before this terrible thing that uh, is going on right now happened. And you know, there's a cave right there on the Sea of Galilee. It's called the Jesus Cave. And that's where they tell us that Jesus would go up each and every time where he could look over the Sea of Galilee with its huge waves and quick storms and everything, where he could see what was really going on with his disciples as they were fighting the storm all day, all night long. And he would pray. He would go up to the mountain and pray. And that's what our Lord wishes to do with us, wishes to pull us away from all the storms, the difficulties, the hardships that go on in our lives, the, the things that are going on with our kids or our grandkids and the difficulties of the world to put away your cell phone, to put away social media for a little bit and just to clear your soul so that you can commune with the only person who knows actually what's going on, you know, the person who can give you strength. And so our Lord says, come away with me to a place of rest. Come away with me and retreat. There's plenty of time for battle, but if you don't do a strategic retreat, you become exhausted. You'll totally um, lose everything if you, in, within a battle, and even the slightest little attack will overwhelm you if you don't come away and draw strength from Christ. And that's what our Advent retreat is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what, uh, in conversation with Carolyn, we've decided upon our theme for this, uh, this upcoming retreat. And I love the theme of Father Burnaby. It Again, it's it came upon a midnight clear. I love the song. How Christ's light leaps forth into the darkness. So just a little bit about that theme and, and how it really reflects this time of preparation. Mm. And I, I think it was a thing really led by Christ himself that was coming, because if it was up to me and Father Anderson, well, my, my pastor here, we would have talked about St. Nicholas. And you probably would have got a story of St. Nicholas punching out the Arius, Arius, that heretic right there. And the beautiful story there, because that's what that's what gets us excited. But Carolyn said, another time, <laughs> another time. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that violence. There's so much difficulty in the world. And through a quick conversation, God said, it came upon a midnight clear. I like I like hymns. I like to sing. And when I'm happy, you'll see me walking through, uh, walking through on my way, humming, whistling and, uh, and, and chanting beautiful tunes uh, came upon a midnight clear. And we're going to talk about during this time at how important, how first Jesus did come at midnight. He did come in the night. December 25th is the day of our Christ's birth. So we'll establish that clearly. And then we'll talk about why it was important at midnight 
What's so important about midnight? All the early hymns of the church talk about midnight. Remember, there was at midnight, a cry went out, and they said, the bridegroom has come. The bridegroom has come. And this is speaking about Christ, who is the bridegroom of the church. And so we need to understand why it's at midnight, and you'll be interested to know how that works in with Christ, the light, piercing through our darkness, because that's exactly what he wishes to do. He was not content contemplating himself in the eternal divine ether that is heaven, where God exists as three divine persons, that perichoreotic dance, just loving himself and enjoying himself, which he could indeed be content with if he were just seeking his own goodness. But he knows goodness is diffusive of itself and has to spread and cannot remain contained. And so seeing that there's something which is not covered completely uh, effusive of itself, if it's something that doesn't have his divine light in it, in its fullness, God's never content with that because he wishes to have all be all in him and to have everything as he sent it forth from himself as creative mind and an exitus from himself, a departure from himself, an exodus from divine goodness. The purpose is so that all creation might return back to himself. And what should be really encouraging for you and me, no matter where we are in our walk, Dina Marie, is that in the struggles that we have, God always provides a way back. And he leaps forth to our darkness. He's not afraid. Yeah. And neither should we be afraid of his light. Right. It is going to be a great day to get yourself ready for the coming of Christ, to prepare your heart. Again, the date is Wednesday, December 6th. I want to encourage you to register. You can register online at the sisters website, which is olpretreat.org, or you can simply call the retreat house. Let us know that you're coming. I think, boy, it is just going to be a beautiful time to come together and make time, make time to just open up your heart for the Lord during this Advent season. If you think you're too busy, you're too busy and you should take some time away with the Lord. Time of adoration will be offered for you, of course, Holy Mass, and then that opportunity for confession before the Feast of Christmas with Father Christopher Burnaby. I'm really excited about this retreat, Father. Thank you for saying yes. And as a new priest joining us here at St. Stephen Catholic Church, we're grateful to have you with us. We're grateful that you're part of our community here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And I can't wait to see you again uh, at the retreat house. So that's going to be a wonderful time to come together. Would you please have us just close this time and again, offering a prayer and a blessing over our listeners today? Thank you, Dina Marie. Let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh God, we are here in your presence. We entrust ourselves to your goodness. We ask for your grace to be upon us now and always prepare us and those retreatants who will come to really seek out your face, to know that even in the midst of our darkness, your light desires to pierce through all so that all can be one with you. We entrust ourselves to you through the beautiful intercession of our mother Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, cause of our joy, Pray, Pray for, for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Brindley, for joining us today. I look forward to having you back on Catholic Radio, and we certainly will see you on the Feast of St. Nicholas at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House. Have a blessed day, Father. You as well, Dina Marie.
It is 7.56 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, you can listen to that interview in its entirety at materdayradio.com. That interview made into a podcast and available right after the show. You can also catch podcasts of all of our locally produced shows on the webpage and also access them on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth, this is Mater Day Radio, KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at materdayradio.com. Are you looking for something to do this autumn rather than raking leaves? How about making plans to donate your old car to Mater Day Radio? In fact, we'll also accept the donation of a truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. In the process, you'll be supporting a faith-filled broadcast reaching thousands of listeners every day. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Check it out on our website at materdayradio.com. Now, doesn't that sound better than raking leaves? The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 758 right here at Mater Day Radio. Thanks, David. You just reminded me I got to go rake some leaves. <laughs> but coming up in your news, we're going to talk about uh, the Dublin Archbishop response to a horrific attack uh, on Thursday afternoon and an update on the Pope's health. And only you can prevent wildfires, and only Washingtonians may be able to carry that message on their car license plate. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. God closes one door to open another. For Frances Cabrini, she could hardly imagine what God had waiting for her on the other side of hers. She was born to one of 13 children to a farming family in Lombardy, Italy in 1850. She grew up attending a school run by the Daughters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, so she was immediately drawn to a vocation in the order. Because of her poor health resulting in a premature birth, Frances was denied acceptance into the convent. She still went on to graduate with the status of cum laude and obtained her teaching certificate at the school. Feeling the rejection was a call from God to remain with her family on the farm. She cared for her parents until their death in 1870. Frances continued to work on her parents' farm until she was invited to teach at the House of Providence Orphanage in Codogno. She was there six years and fell in love with the work she was doing. She became the headmistress and took her own religious vows to live by. Frances encouraged other women to live a religious way of life and eventually added Xavier to her name in honor of St. Francis Xavier, the patron saint of missionaries. I smell some foreshadowing. Just when things seemed to be going so well for Sister Frances, the school was closed in 1880. This was only greeted by an invitation from her bishop to establish the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. There, she would see to it that the children battling illnesses, a cause that she held dearly in her heart, would be properly educated and cared for. With these missions striving, the young sister gained the attention of Pope Leo VIII. He invited Sister Frances to travel to the U.S. and continue her mission work in the States. 
She packed her bags along with six other sisters and landed in New York in 1889. Sister Frances worked closely with immigrants, specifically Italians, to come to know Christ and be ministered however needed. She continued to spread the gospel throughout the United States and eventually obtained her citizenship in America. By the end of her life, she had established 62 orphanages, hospitals, and schools throughout the North and South America and Europe. She died in 1917 from complications due to malaria and became the first canonized U.S. citizen in 1946. She's officially recognized as the patron saint of immigrants and is apparently the best intercessor for finding a parking spot. As one priest said, she did live in New York, so she knew a thing or two about driving. When life doesn't go as planned, we can't throw in the towel and immediately give up on what God's calling us to. Just because one opportunity doesn't work out doesn't mean that we're done, no matter how it seems in the moment. May we be reminded daily not to just care for our brothers and sisters, but to also give ourselves some mercy to be ready for wherever God is calling us. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made Brilliant. in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to access Advent resources, download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find the details at matradayradio.com. It's 802. And in your news, Pope Francis is suffering from what the Vatican calls a mild flu. The 86-year-old underwent a CT scan at a Rome hospital over the weekend, which ruled out pneumonia, but it did show lung inflammation that's causing some breathing difficulties. The Vatican spokesman told reporters that Francis is being treated with antibiotics intravenously, but he is in good and stable condition. Francis felt well enough to keep his scheduled appointment with the president of Paraguay this morning, but he has postponed some of his other meetings throughout this coming week. His lung inflammation is no doubt being closely monitored as part of Francis's right lung was removed in a surgery back in 1957, when uh, right before he began his novitiate with the Jesuits. He also had abdominal surgery in June of this year. On Sunday, Francis prayed the Angelus from his residence, the Casa Santa Marta, and was live-streamed rather than from the usual window of the Apostolic Palace overlooking St. Peter's Square. So we will keep you updated on any developments in his health. Washington drivers could one day be carrying Smokey the Bear's image and message on their license plate to help reduce the number of wildfires started by people. An effort starts today would create a specialty license plate featuring the iconic bear and its hallmark slogan, only you can prevent wildfires. Proceeds from sales of the plates would go to public education programs focused on wildfire prevention administered through the State Department of Natural Resources. But it's a long road. Backers must first submit a petition with 3,500 signatures to the Department of Licensing for the agency to even consider a new specialty plate. Those interested can sign the petition online at dnr.wa.gov front slash Smokey Bear. Smokey the Bear. Well, the Archbishop of Dublin responded with shock to a horrific attack in which three children were stabbed on Thursday afternoon, sparking a night of violent riots in the Irish capital. Archbishop Dermont Farrell asked people to join him in praying for the injured, which includes a five-year-old who sustained serious injuries, two other school children, and two adults. The Dublin Archbishop's call for nonviolence came Thursday night as riots erupted around Dublin's city center. 
A double-decker bus was set on fire, stores were looted, windows smashed, and cars torched as an estimated 100 rioters took to the streets, according to the Associated Press. Irish police have detained a man in his late 40s whom they identified as a person of interest in the attack. Various reports have stated that the suspect was of Algerian descent, but police authorities haven't confirmed any details of the suspect's identity while saying at the same time they are not looking for another suspect. Dublin police have not ruled out any motive for the attack, including terrorism. In an age of deep fakes and post-truth, as artificial intelligence rose and Elon Musk turned Twitter into X, Merriam-Webster, they've got a word of the year for 2023. It is, Aaron, authentic. Oh, Okay. Authentic. Yeah. Authentic cuisine, authentic voice, authentic self, authenticity as artifice. A lookup for words are routinely heavy on the dictionary company hmm. site, but were boosted to new heights throughout the year this year, said editor at large Peter Sokolowski. Now, he said he and his team don't delve into the reasons why people head for dictionaries and websites in search of specific words. Rather, they chase the data on lookup spikes and world events that correlate. This time around, there was no particularly huge boost at any given time, but a constancy to the increased interest in the word authentic. Now, Mm. Merriam-Webster's entry for authentic is busy with meaning. Here's what it says. Not false or imitation. Real. Actual. As in an authentic Cockney accent. There's true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. There's worthy of acceptance or belief as conforming to or based on fact. And there's made or done the same way as an original. Now, Mm. Authentic follows 2022 choice of gaslighting. That was last year's word. I like Authentic much better. Yeah, Yeah, and 2023 marks Merriam-Webster's 20th anniversary choosing a top word of the year. Maybe we need to do a new slogan. Matre Day Radio, authentically Catholic. I love it. Uh, we'll stick with the bridge between your faith and your faith. <laughs> that works too. The Peruvian Bishops Conference have congratulated that country's Congress on the passage of a law which specifies constitutional rights to unborn children at the moment of conception. The Peruvian bishops said that this legislative decision reinforces our commitment to the defense of life from the moment of conception. Children from their conception are the greatest treasure in the world, the future of the human family. The Peruvian law states that human life begins with conception. The human person is a subject of law from his or her conception. The Peruvian state recognizes and guarantees respect for the dignity of the conceived child, as well as its right to life, individual identity, mental and physical integrity, as well as to freely develop in the womb, end quote. The Bishop's Conference message also noted that the promulgation of this law constitutes an important step towards the construction of society that respects and defends human life and overcomes a culture of death. So congratulations, Peru. That's strong pro-life mm-hmm. laws there.
And in sports, Damian Lillard scored 31 points against his former team and the Milwaukee Bucks overcame a 26-point deficit to beat the Portland Trail Blazers 108-102 on Sunday. Lillard acknowledged his first game against his former team felt a little bit different at first. The Bucks trailed 81-55 to early in the third quarter, the largest deficit overcome by a winning team in the NBA this season. Yeah. Mm. Way to go, Portland. That's all right. It's a long season, though, so let's uh, we can start to turn it around for sure. And congratulations. Central Catholic beat Tualatin 49-21 to win the Oregon 6A High School Football Championship wow. on Friday at Hillsborough Stadium. Quarterback Crew Newman led the way for the Rams, passing for 346 yards and a score and rushing for 102 yards and two touchdowns and the amazing football season for Seton Catholic Cougars in Vancouver has come to an end in a crushing 42-0 loss against the Royal Knights Mm. on Saturday. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday and all the Wednesdays of Advent, families are invited to Family Eucharistic Adoration at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. From 12.30 to 4 p.m., bring your little ones and help them learn to spend time with Jesus before in the Blessed Sacrament. For more information on this and other events, just go to our website, materdayradio.com, and click on the community calendar under the Get Involved menu. Oh, of course, check it all out on the Hail Mary Media app. And coming up after the break, we're going to take a look at that chilly weather forecast. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have a common sense discussion on social justice. It's coming up. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, 
learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.13 on this Feast of the Miraculous Metal. Cool and clear this morning. Expect some frost in areas before 10 a.m. Sunny and clear today with a high up to 48 degrees. Cold tonight, however, and clear down to 33. Then rinse and repeat, except don't rinse because it's going to stay dry, but it'll be it's gonna the freeze. same thing. <laughs> it'll be the same thing tomorrow and Wednesday. Expecting some moisture into the area Wednesday evening into Thursday. Maybe even some snow, but we'll keep you... Keep I'm going to watch on out. That one. Yeah, that's National Weather Service is saying we yeah. could see some snow falling. Probably nothing going to accumulate, right. but our local weather here isn't showing any of that. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Currently, though, it is still very cold 30 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview. It's 39 degrees at Our Lady of Levang Catholic Church in Happy Valley. It's time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. Michael Davis is joining me this morning because we're going to have a good conversation on individualism and collectivism. Yes, and those are two very important things to understand. So thank you for inviting me. Great. All right. So let's talk about each one of these, what works for each and where some of the downfalls are and where our church lies in this. So individualism. I right away go to the United States. We are all about our individualisms. We get to choose what we want to do, how we say it, where we live, what we want to dress like. Tell us more about it. Yeah, and in this week's podcast, we show the strengths and weaknesses of that. And so in the individualistic culture, uh, and we try to avoid the extreme of rugged individualism, but within the individualistic culture, especially in the United States, Uh, The individual has the responsibility, not just the freedom, to create their own destiny, Mm -hmm. their own pathway, uh, to create their own wealth if they work hard at it, and to worship according to the dictates of their conscience, so to speak. So there's a lot of freedom and movement for the individual and competition, for example, individual competition, which then allows for a lot of the amazing inventions that's come out of the United States because, you know, I'm trying to rise above, so I've got to think better than the next guy. Okay. So, sure, that makes sense. And that sounds wonderful. But Mm -hmm. we also recognize with this kind of ideal, there are some weaknesses about it, too. Where do we fall short? Yeah, where we fall short is then we are left with a great homeless problem. 
and individualistic cultures because it's like too bad you're down on your luck, you know, lift yourself Mm -hmm. up, you know, work harder, get yourself together. And so those support systems aren't in place. Therefore, we have higher taxes in individualistic cultures because we have to pay for all these government programs because this person living on the streets, the disabled, the elderly, we have to pay for nursing homes, all these things that we're not willing to do. And then, you know, one of the downsides is if we don't have a sense of justice, then we amass our wealth at the expense of others. Okay. Wow. Great topics on this week's Common Sense on Social Justice. Michael Davis standalone podcast can be found on our webpage at matradayradio.com. Okay, so there's individualism. So let's talk about collectivism because um, that's not how United States works itself so much. What are some of the countries that have collectivism as their ideal and how does that look like there? Yeah, a lot of Eastern cultures uh, have that idea. And unfortunately, people, especially in America, will look at collectivist Eastern cultures, say, oh, they're communist, and they're not. Of course, that could be, too, why Asian countries are so given to communism, because it kind of, you know, is there. Closely resembles, or, yeah, yeah. okay. But uh, in the collectivist culture, the individuals we said exist for the whole. And so we see it in the Native American cultures, the ancient ones on this continent. Uh, But In the collectivist culture, there is a support system in place and an involvement together. So we're moving together as a group, as a family, as a neighborhood or whatever, as a tribe. And in the collectivist culture, when you get in trouble, uh, you've got a lot of supports. And if you're causing trouble... (laughs) People have a right to speak into your life. Okay. In America, what do you hear all the time? You don't have a right to say that to me, right? Sure. But in India, they're like, well, you, you got a right to say that to me. I see. And the elderly are taken care of, right? The disabled, because, you know, you come live with the grown children. You take care of the grandkids while we go to work so we don't have to pay for child care. Mm-hmm. Don't have to pay for a nursing home. Therefore, government doesn't have to charge all these taxes for those kinds of things. And it doesn't mean that you don't have problems in those cultures, because as humans, we have the ability to mess anything up. Well, sure. You know, just listening to you, Michael, that 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 sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I see that. But also recognizing and seeing how it works in other countries. What are some of the weaknesses that happen when you fall under this type of ideal? Yeah, one of the weaknesses is stress. I've heard a lot of women uh, from places like India who are daughter-in-laws, and they said, oh, my husband's parents are always in our (laughs) business. And it stresses. It actually creates tension in the marriage. Uh, Another one, and I really bring this out on the podcast, in the individualist culture, you have lots of room to explore God. And you do it by going down dead ends. (laughs) screwing things up, finding false ideas. Mm -hmm. But through that, hopefully then you're guided into really discovering God in a deep way because I, you know, discovered this. But in a collectivist culture, you're handed this spiritual box and you're expected to worship God and know God in the box. And if you try to go outside that, there's consequences. Okay, so there are limits to the exploration of life. Yeah. So Michael, that leads to the question that, is there one that works better for the other as far as our Catholic lens looks at it? 
you know, as I was studying, I took a broad look at the church and realized that the church actually has taken the best of both and brought them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about the Catholic church. It's not an either or it's a both, it's a and. both and yeah. So in the collectivist mindset of the church, we're getting to heaven together. We're participating in the sacraments together. I do have a right to speak into your life. If I see that you're going off the wrong path, you have the same to do to me. And then you've got uh, the church holding out for everybody. Here's the truth. Now, here's the individualistic part of the church. It's up to you to participate in those sacraments. It's up to you to obey or not obey in the church. And if you go down a wrong path, the church allows that Hmm. and prays for you in the hope that you'll discover the truth by, you know, hitting your head against a brick wall, so to speak. But the church isn't going to judge you. And, and control you, but rather just say, okay, we're still here. When you have finished doing whatever you're doing, come back to the sacraments. Yeah. Michael, what you're saying to me, just as a parent, that's what it sounds like, that there are parts of our lives that even here in the U.S., in a family, mm-hmm. that are collectivism. I bring my kids to church with me mm-hmm. every Sunday. This yeah. is what our faith calls us to do. These are the precepts of the faith. These are the sacraments of our faith. But then there does get to a point in a child's life when they're an individual, they're an adult in the faith. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's up to them mm-hmm. to yeah. continue, to expand, to take yeah. that wrong turn. And of course, we parents, we just stand aside and pray and hope and guide where we can. Yes. So absolutely, I can see how our faith <laughs> is both and Michael, well, what a great topic this week. And thanks so much for your time today. Look forward to hearing the entire episode. Thank you so much, Brenda. And again, that is Michael Davis. His show is Common Sense on Social Justice. It is a standalone podcast. You can find it at matradayradio.com. You're also going to be able to access that podcast on the Hail Mary media app. It is 822 right here at Matra Day Radio. Do you want to get more connected to the local Catholic community? Well, look no further than Monterey Radio's community calendar. It's available on the Hail Mary Media app and on our website, MonterreyRadio.com, and it's chock full of great Catholic events around Western Oregon and Southwest Washington. Our office manager, Deb, scours the parish bulletins far and wide and regularly keeps it updated. Of course, send us your event if you have one. But it's Monterey Radio's community calendar. You can find it on the Hail Mary Media app and MonterreyRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Holding a sleepy newborn child in your arms is like holding a treasure from heaven. You can just stare at them as they totally trust in you with their whole life. They don't look at you and question your resume or your job qualifications, but rather they long for one thing, love. In this current modern era, the most endangered class is the unborn child. As mothers, We must remember to do whatever we can to see the Christ child in all children 
especially the unborn and the vulnerable child. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it states in section 563, no one, whether shepherd or wise man, can approach God here below except by kneeling before the manger at Bethlehem and adoring him hidden in the weakness of a newborn child. These words touch at the core of the gift of motherhood, for we have an opportunity to bring dignity and respect to each child through our actions. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we pray for a greater love for each small child, and may we have a spirit of justice as we seek to defend these little people. Amen. May we be a light to the world by wanting to love the Christ child in all little children. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 826 right here at Mater Day Radio. Coming up in your news, the Peruvian Congress has passed a law that states life Human life begins at conception. We'll get into those details. I think we've known that for a while That's now true, here in the church. It's nice to see it in, in writing. Absolutely. And kids in Portland Public School District, they're getting ready for school this morning. The teacher strike has ended, and I have an update on the details of the new contract. Here is Unspoken with Just Give Me Jesus. And we are Brenda and Aaron on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I work so hard trying to open every door, search near and far, turning over every stone. I close my eyes, still I find no rest, no rest for a restless heart. All I've been chasing, putting my faith in, let it fade, let it break into pieces. Just give me Jesus, Jesus, just give me Troubled saying If I gained the world It would never be 
Jesus. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. In your news this hour around 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon, Portland Public School District Board Chair Gary Hollins posted on Facebook that the district has reached a tentative agreement with the Portland Association of Teachers. Minutes later, PPS confirmed school is back on Monday. School will resume after a two-hour delay this morning. In the agreement, teachers will receive a 13.8% cumulative cost of living increase over the next three years. Around half of teacher district-wide will also earn an additional 10.6% wage increase through yearly step increases. Some class size thresholds will also be created. Large class sizes was one of the biggest sticking points in negotiations. PPS said the new class size thresholds will help resolve concerns over large classes. There will be 11 makeup days for lost learning. Four going to take place in December, cutting into winter break. Three more will be added throughout January, February, and April. The final three makeup instructional days will take place at the end of the school year in June. Students in AP courses told local news they were worried about what they would be uh, prepared or unprepared Mm. for AP exams in May. All but three makeup days will take place before those exams. So they should have plenty of time to get ready for those exams. Well, Pope Francis is suffering from what the Vatican calls a mild flu. The 86-year-old underwent a CT scan at a Rome hospital over the weekend that ruled out pneumonia, but it did show lung inflammation that's causing some breathing difficulties. The Vatican spokesman told reporters that Francis is being treated with antibiotics intravenously, but he is in good and stable condition. 
Francis felt well enough to keep his scheduled appointments this morning with the president of Paraguay, but he has postponed some of his other meetings this week. His lung inflammation is no doubt being closely monitored as part of Francis' right lung was removed in a surgery back in 1957 before he began his novitiate with the Jesuits. Francis also underwent abdominal surgery in June of this year. On Sunday, Francis prayed the angels from his residence live-streamed via the Casa Marta, Casa Santa Marta, rather than from the usual window out of the Apostolic Palace that overlooks St. Peter's Square. So we'll keep you updated as mm-hmm. more details emerge with his, with his health. We'll keep him in our prayers for sure, mm. too. The impact of a Russian drone attack on Kiev left the main Catholic cathedral in the city with significant damage, according to a report on the website of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. Russia launched 75 drones over Ukraine in Saturday's pre-dawn attack, more than 60 of them over Kiev. Dozens of homes were damaged or destroyed by falling debris, according to the report. Damage to the Patriarchal Cathedral of the Resurrection of Christ of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church was due to the shockwave of an explosion after a drone was shot down. The blast took out windows, damaged the facade of the cathedral, and the fitting on the four doors of the church were also damaged. In addition to the church, the residence of the head of the church also damaged. The Peruvian Bishops' Conference have congratulated that country's Congress on the passage of a law which specifies constitutional rights to unborn children at the moment of conception. The Peruvian bishops said that this legislative decision reinforces our commitment to the defense of life from the moment of conception. Children from their conception are the greatest treasure in the world, the future of human family. The Peruvian law states that human life begins with conception. The human person is a subject of law from his or her conception. The Peruvian state recognizes and guarantees respect for the dignity of the conceived child, as well as its right to life, individual identity, mental and physical integrity, as well as to freely develop in the womb. End quote. The Bishop's Conference message also noted that the promulgation of this law constitutes an important step towards the construction of society that respects and defends human life and overcomes a culture of death. So, congratulations, Peru. That's Strong Mm. pro-life law, finally. Mm -hmm. And in sports, Michigan State University has officially announced Jonathan Smith as the new head coach of the football program. This comes less than 24 hours after the Beavers ended their 2023 season with a 13-7 loss to the number six-ranked Oregon Ducks. Smith was named head coach at Oregon State prior to the 2018 season. He finishes his coaching tenure at Oregon State with a 34-35 record, including an 8-4 record this season, where the Beavers were ranked as high as 11th in the college football rankings. Now, Smith was recipient of the 2022 Pac-12 Coach of the Year Award after leading the Beavers to their third 10 win season in program history. He will see a return to the Northwest next season when Michigan State takes on the Oregon Ducks at Onsen Stadium on October 5th. And congratulations to Central Catholic. They beat Tualatin 49-21 to to win the Oregon 6A High School Football Championship on Friday at Hillsborough Stadium. Nice. Quarterback Crew Newman led the way for the Rams, passing for 346 
yards wow. and a score and rushing for 102 yards to touch 300 yards passing and 100 yards rushing wow so says the report that is really incredible mm -hmm. and an amazing football season for seton catholic cougars in vancouver has come to an end in a crushing 42 to oh. 0 loss uh to the royal knights on saturday i've been following them online mm -hmm. through facebook posts and what an incredible team. From yeah. what I've read, I believe they are losing only one senior. So they could have a very strong well, showing next year, next year okay. too. Well, today is the Feast of Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal. But did you know that the first church dedicated to Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal is located in a small town of Monte Ciao in southern Brazil? In 1830, Our Lady appeared to now St. Catherine Labore in France and asked her to have a medal made according to the design that she had been shown, the Virgin standing on a globe with outstretched hands with rays of light emanating from them, her foot on the serpent, bearing the inscription, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. The Blessed Virgin promised the nun that she would give abundant graces to those who wore the medal, and the devotion spread throughout the world and made its way to Brazil. Now, according to the website of the Archdiocese of, forgive my pronunciation here, Pouso Alegre, in 1830, when Mary appeared to St. Catherine, the town of Monte Ciao region was inhabited by about 105 Catholic families. There, however, was no church or priest, and traveling there was quite dangerous. However, miraculous news travels fast, and, because, and by 1838, so only eight years after the medal started to be struck, devotion to the miraculous medal was there. In March of 1849, the construction of the chapel of Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal was authorized, and it was fully constructed and consecrated on April 13th of 1850. The church was the site of a miracle where in 1939, while suffering through a terrible drought, the people gathered and carried in procession a statue of Our Lady of Grace, begging for rain. The downpour that followed soaked the people and the procession before it could even make it all the way into the church, and it is known as the Day of the Miracle of the Rain. And since then, the plantations have prospered and the rainy cycle has returned to normal. But so now you know that the first church dedicated to Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal is in a small town called Monte Ciao in southern mm. Brazil. Just recently, when we were in Washington, D.C., in August, we had a time to stop at the National Basilica, Catholic University right. of America, mm -hmm. and they have a beautiful side chapel of the miraculous medal, nice. big statue um, of the medal mm -hmm. itself. So, and Aaron, you have a unique medal that you wear. That yeah. is, explain that. So it's it's a uh, it's a miraculous medal, and it's the uh, brown scapular medal on one medal with like a what is that an olive wreath around it? Uh, literally, I found it on eBay. Um, wow, vintage something on eBay, and, and I love so it. And then it, it has the front and the back striking right. of both medals. Yeah, that's so. beautiful. I love it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Tuesday, beginning at 7 o'clock p.m., is the Michael Allen Harrison Benefit Concert at Philip Neary Church here in Portland. This holiday piano concert at one of Portland's renowned music venue has been a tradition for many years. 
Famed composer and performer Michael Allen Harrison will offer his signature contemporary music with guest Julian Johnson's powerful, joyful singing voice. All proceeds will go to the St. Philip Neary Altar Society. You can purchase tickets by phone, online, or at the door. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events, including the Grotto's Festival of Lights. You'll find it at materdayradio.com under the Get Involved menu. And you'll also have access to the community calendar with an integrated map system on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, pour yourself a second cup and maybe make a leftover turkey sandwich while you're there. We're going to talk turkey and baptism coming up in the second cup. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you spiritually ready for Christmas? Advent is a time to prepare our hearts and minds for the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. But with so much going on in our lives, it can be hard to take advantage of the season and really prepare ourselves for the gift of Christmas. My name is Daniel Oberreiter, the lead singer of the Catholic band, The Thirsting. Along with St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church and pastor, Father Matt Libra, I want to personally invite you to attend three evenings of adoration, contemplation, and praise of the Blessed Sacrament, beginning Wednesday, December 6th, from 6 to 7 p.m. at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church, 2727 Northeast 54th Avenue in Portland. Confessions will also be heard each night. For more details, go to strosepdxparish.org. Come join us every Wednesday evening this Advent at St. Rose of Lima Parish and adore the Lord of the universe, Jesus our Savior. Advent, it only comes once a year. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It is 8.42 right here at Matra Day Radio. Beautiful day, cool and clear this morning. Expect some frosts lingering about in areas about till 10 a.m. Sunny, clear again today with a high of 48 degrees. Cold tonight down to 33. And then repeat again tomorrow and Wednesday. Highs right around 48, 50 degrees. Lows right above freezing. And then uh, rain moisture expected Wednesday night into Thursday. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Currently, it is a very cold, in fact, a freezing temperature, 32 degrees mm. at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. It is a balmy 40 degrees <laughs> at St. Cecilia's Catholic Ooh. Church in Beaverton. 
The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. So, Aaron, both mm-hmm. you and I are ready for second cups. It's a li- after that long, you know, break. Thursday we were off, Friday we were off, and then Saturday and Sunday. Although you did have to make a couple of extra trips up to the station to get us back on Less track. Long break for others. Yeah, yeah, the mystery has not yet been solved. We apologize if you turned into what yeah. you thought would be regular programming over about Some three power days. Issues yeah, something was going over on. The weekend there. But. So, uh, but now we're got to get back on track on That's a right. Monday. A look out uh, on freeway <laughs> it's kind of busy out there so back to normal that's right for sure so uh it was a wonderful long weekend though for all of us and so i thought we'd just spend a, a little bit of time checking in on uh how the thanksgiving weekend yeah. went so before we left on a wednesday mm-hmm. at, at this time i was able to call in with patrick and right. he gave mm-hmm. me a little rundown on a texas style thanksgiving he is there he's still uh, out and he'll be home this week and he was saying as part of the buffet where he was going with his family he was excited to try a jalapeno crusted pork loin or pork chop Mm, and uh i like i said well i've never had that but everything about jalapeno crusted just rang true to me. I would try it, uh, no doubt. Was there Sounds tasty? Yeah. Was there a traditional family dish that went on your Thanksgiving meal uh, table when you were in Texas? Um, <clears throat> well, outside of the requisite pecan pie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, but uh, it it varied between it, it was ba- depended on who made it. So, like, if it was my mom, it would be <laughs> one thing. If it was my grandma, it would always be another. Um, but uh, I do vividly remember my grandmother on my dad's side always made, uh, well, she always made a turkey. She was like, had to have to do the classic mm-hmm. turkey and stuffing, dressing, all that stuff. Uh, we often, and, and we're kind of carrying on the tradition in my house, we often, it, if my mom made it, we often had a ham. Sliced ham really? was kind of a thing that was, Yeah. I don't know why, we just went to that, that um, was more often than not. Thing. Probably because it's a little bit less... Uh, What's the word? Labor, Labor intensive, intensive than, for sure. Been a turkey, so you got kids running around the house. It's grandma has the time to do the turkey and stuffing, right? Mom usually is like wrangling kids, so ham it is. But oh, uh, we had a nice, delicious ham and some uh, some potatoes at my house this Thanksgiving. It was very good. I've got some ham sandwiches ready for lunch as a leftover. Oh, I love the sound mm-hmm. of that. Now I was so thankful my mom and dad came to town. Of course, yeah. the main. I couldn't tell which was more important. I have a feeling, though, while it was Thanksgiving and they wanted to come up and see us, more importantly, they wanted to come up and meet their first great-grandchild, which I have it covered uh, with lots of pictures taken for them. So, so beautiful to see them be able to meet her. We were just so excited to that. And nearly as wonderful as... For them to meet their great grandchild, I was able to have a whole lot of our Thanksgiving meal mm-hmm. done away in advance because my mom said, well, you know, I was home all day. So I finished the Waldorf salad and the pea salad and I got the ambrosia salad done. Oh, and the cranberry salad is ready. Uh, I also got the stuffing done as well. I <laughs> mean. Good job, Grandma. Grandma, wow. way took, to go. She took care of us yeah. very, very well. So when it came to Thanksgiving Day, 
we we just had to really pull a lot of things out that were already yeah. prepared. We had a wonderful turkey and just a great time of, of gathering for uh, everyone. And you were telling me you had a packed full house, right? We had a packed house. So yeah. we are fortunate. We've got a, a six bedroom house, which sounds like a lot, but it, it, it's really like a downstairs office and an upstairs little bonus room sure. bedroom. So we had all of them full. Nice. And then we had to put one daughter and her husband on a blow-up mattress (laughs) in our family room. Uh, But they were just like, yeah, yeah, it worked out just fine. We're all together, right? And uh, we had a wonderful meal. And I think that was just really pregame as we were getting ready for the Sunday event. And in our Catholic faith, you know, watching your children have children and bring them to church for their baptism was truly a, bl- yeah. a blessed time. I can't even express the joy it felt. Uh, and the long story was we had, I had been planning for this baptism mm-hmm. for years. In right. fact, uh, since 2019, I had been mm-hmm. planning for this baptism. And the reason why I say that is way back then, before any of our kids were married, we Scott and I took a trip to Fatima, Portugal right? yeah. and one of the okay. days took us to Fatima mm-hmm. and it was again blessed time I remember so much about that day walking the grounds but I had it on my mind that I wanted to get a very special gift for yeah. our whole family that would take us through generations and I was able to come home with a beautiful uh, baptismal gown a family gown boys and girls all yeah. going to be wearing this gown as it should be. And we were able to get it out. And awesome. my granddaughter, Rosemary, able to wear that beautiful gown with a little uh, embroidered bib that my daughter had made for her Aww. daughter. And nice. really such a beautiful way. Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor mm-hmm. at Holy Redeemer Church, he said, this is your granddaughter, good deacon. You should baptize them. And so there were two other babies. Yeah. And they all just lined up beautifully. And uh, yeah. It was a good day. Awesome. It was emotional. I was just, it yeah. filled my heart with joy, my mom and dad, to see that through their work, their mm-hmm. effort, and their legacy of passing on the faith mm-hmm. to me, which allowed me to pass it on to my daughter, who now is passing it on to our granddaughter. I so have it's prayers. About. It's not always the case for so many families, and I know that can be so difficult. We yeah. pray for those whose children have fallen away, mm-hmm. but... On today's feast of the miraculous medal, all things are possible through God who strengthens me, right? Oh, and of so course. through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, she will bring your children home. Don't stop praying for them. That's what so. it's about. And now she smells so good because oh, yeah, they have she's got the all chrism, that chrism oil. oil on her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in fact, we looked at some pictures after the baptism, and sure enough, she's got that greasy hair and head. <laughs> oh, and you just want to smell her. It's just so so yeah. beautiful. So I said, okay, well, don't you know, don't give her a, don't wash her hair for a few days. Let's keep that going. One less pagan baby in the world. That's good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Nice. So it was a beautiful day and a beautiful week. And so congratulations, Grandma. Congratulations, oh, good deacon. That's awesome. We are just very, yeah. very excited. And uh, it was just wonderful to have so many people in our, our parish community there at Holy yeah. Redeemer to just, I we got pictures. I don't even know who some people were sending pictures to Scott. They were all there just <laughs> taking pictures. And like, I snapped these beautiful pictures oh, for that's you. that's great. So it was it was truly a blessed day. So yeah, hopefully now like we can. Uh, it, it's a great lead into this Advent season. Of course, it was yeah. New Year's, right? New Year's Eve, the Feast of Christ the King, uh, that was on Sunday. Mm. And so now, leading up into next Sunday, we begin the Advent Advent's season. Advent's coming up. That's right. You got less than a week. 
till Buffalo. Advent begins. Yeah. And then Advent remember, and we'll Sunday. talk more about this too, because uh, it's going to feel like a short Advent season. It will be, Because yes. we have four Sundays of Advent, and then... Christmas, Christmas is, is on, on Monday, Monday so. so there's no space in between. And we'll have we'll try to get Monsignor yeah. O'Connor on to give us all the the logistics of how this happens. But yes, you cannot go to Sunday evening mass and have it cover Sunday yes. and Christmas. Yep. If you plan to go Sunday evening, that means well you get to go Sunday morning, Sunday as well. morning, yep. and Sunday evening, or go to the vigil mass Saturday evening right. for your Sunday morning, and then. Yep. Head over. Midnight I, Mass will not cover your Sunday obligation. Yeah, exactly. You got to yes. get to all of them. So, yeah. what a beautiful opportunity, though. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's right. Christmas. It's Christmas. It cannot. Well, it's Advent, but it will and be Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Christmas than to be at church. The real question is: Is your tree up yet? Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> got that up this weekend too. Okay. I was going to ease into it. And I told Scott, I said, yeah, I'm just going to do one room and then we'll see how it goes. And then when it came time to get the boxes out of the attic, he said, all right, what do you need? And I went, get them all out. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it all out. So Christmas uh, has, has the tree is up. No baby the in the crush yet, are up. Baby Jesus is not in That's the manger right. yet. He hasn't been born. So uh, we'll have to wait Shouldn't for him he, to come. The Magi come. aren't even, should, they're like starting way out in the bonus room, right? You well, move them slowly through the house as they make their way. I like that idea. I might have to change it up for Miss Rosemary this year. There you <laughs> go. We hope you had a blessed yeah. holiday and you hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. It is 8.54 right here at Mater Day Radio. Happy Feast of the Miraculous Medal. For your weather, cool and clear. Expect some frost in areas lingering about till 10 a.m. Sunny and clear today. High of 48. Cold tonight, 33. Repeat the same Tuesday and Wednesday. Maybe some moisture back in the Wednesday evening into Thursday. Maybe even some snow, but we'll let you know. 
It is 40 degrees in the Rose City. I think what they're paying attention to is those transitional hours yeah. overnight. Yeah. So could maybe see a few fall, snowflakes falling. Yeah. Nothing I don't think will stick at all for sure. So, Well, at closing out our show today, here is Daniel Oberreiter and the Thirsting and Alone. We are the Morning Blend right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. It doesn't matter if they call you a fool. Cause there's a reason for this song I sing. You're the one for whom my hands did bleed. And I could never leave you alone. So many times you think you're. and the thirsting with alone it's 858 right here at mater day radio oh well what a great monday morning show to get your week started hope might be moving still a little bit sh- uh, slow from all yeah. of that feasting oh maybe a little pumpkin pie to start your day I think that we have eat, we ate two full <laughs> pies, two full pumpkin pies within a couple of days at well, our place. We had a full household. You, yeah. you almost should. I know, but 
Always a little extra pumpkin pie can go a long way. Well, Advent's right around the corner, so some time for <laughs> plenty of time for fasting and. Uh, oh goodness, that's right. We'll talk a little bit yeah. about that penitent season of right. Advent in tomorrow's show. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones going to be coming on this evening with Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers and our friend Ken Hellenius. That's at seven thirty. But you can also catch it on the Hail Mary Media app podcast. We hope you have a very blessed day.